0: Hey folks, this is James, and welcome to Gospel of Kenneson, episode 67 or 8. You don't care. So, and my internet's down, so I couldn't look it up. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, the last episode. I've gotten some good feedback, not nearly enough for me to believe that it was worth a crap, <laughs> so we'll try to stick to the good, mic and the studio, you know, and, and maybe I, I did get some good feedback on, uh, on the kids in the interview with the kids. So maybe I'll drag some of them in here sometime and torture them for you guys' delight. Um, today's episode, I know exactly what I'm going to be talking about. And I know exactly what the title is. And the title is great husband, bad father. Cause I have two stories to share with you from the, From the past uh, couple days. Um, First of all, congratulations to all of you. Because me and my wife made it to uh, 22 years. And I couldn't have done it without you. All of the advice and the tips and the tricks. And the payments. And all the other stuff that you did. Um, Basically nothing. No offense. Uh, But yeah, just, just congratulations to you on uh on on my occasion. Okay? 22 years is a long time. It's longer than I've been alive before I married her. 25. Yeah, 22. That's not true. It's not true yet, but it is I've known her longer than I I married her when I was 23. So, um but I have known her longer than I've been alive. It's it's 11:30 my maths. It, they're off so let me just tell you the dang story okay so it was my uh it's our 20th anniversary 20 <laughs> 22nd anniversary and uh we don't know what we're gonna do we've never been big anniversary celebrators uh the only time we really did anything was on our 20th and we went on a disney cruise and and got to go to the disney island and we got to go to jamaica and we got to see all the people go to all the rich places while we just walked around and got hassled by people wanting to sell the pretty lady something. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. We don't usually celebrate very big, so that morning it kind of got up and, and and both. I I've been a little down lately, depression wise and anxiety wise, and so I don't think either one of us was looking forward to trying to do anything special. So I asked her, which is a death nail, you know, in the coffin, when you ask somebody something like this. And I asked her, what do you want to do today? And that's like asking somebody, what do you want to talk about? Or where do you want to eat? It's like, all of a sudden, there's absolutely no way a conversation is going to happen. And that's pretty much what came back. I don't know. I don't know. You know, um, but I felt like I should do something special because it's been a rough year for us. And uh, we've come through a lot and, and I've been doing a lot better. But I, you know, the last couple weeks I had been really down and I'm like, you know what? We need to do something big. And so, um, well, actually, I, I wasn't thinking that. I was sleeping. <laughs> I went to sleep. But when I woke up, I had the idea for something big. And, um, I, I felt like it was back in the day when I was a kid's pastor, when I would just, I'd, I'd look at a topic and I would, they'd be like, how am I going to get this message and break it up into small enough pieces to be able to feed it to, to these kids' heads? Because that's the, that's the thing about Bible or anything else for that matter, to get into their soul, it's got to go through that brain. They got to understand it. Um, and, and it was very rare that this happened. But once in a while, I just have this big storm of ideas just flood my head. And I would be like, oh, I know how I'm going to do this. Well, that happened, but in the context of anniversary day. So I popped my head off the pillow. I opened Google Keep on my phone and I wrote down the following. Um, Sorry, when I started talking about Google, my phone got excited over here. It's like, are, are you talking to me? Here are some from a yeah, it did think I was talking to it. Because it says, on my phone. And I wrote down the following. Um, Okay, so I wrote down the following. I wrote, I'm going to have to remember it from memory. I wrote down McDonald's. Then I wrote down... um, Oh, what was it? Oh, Seafood Restaurant. Then I wrote down Call Mom. And then I wrote down beach. And then I wrote down coffee shop. And then I wrote down something I'll tell you later. <laughs> all right. Uh, then I grabbed, uh, a, a, some post-it notes of all things. And I wrote down like seven different messages. And I don't know that I'll repeat all of them, uh, in order or the right way, but I'm going to try. And I, cause I'm not sure there was exactly seven. All I know is they were special and they were going to be amazing. And I was going to make my wife cry. That was my whole goal. This is just, I knew if she cried, I had gotten through to her about the topic. Okay? So, the first, I'll go ahead and spoil the first one. Um, the first one just said, I was a loser in a f- weird hat. So, we went, um, we get in the car, and I've got a little box um, full of some items that I'll tell you about later. I've got my post-it notes in there that I've written and, um, we go straight to McDonald's and my wife is smiling because she knows something that you don't know is that we met at a McDonald's, but her brain was going through. I could see it like, Oh, this is uh, sweet, but I don't want to eat <laughs> anniversary dinner at McDonald's, but that's not what we were doing, folks. It's not what we were doing. So we get a coffee, she gets a coffee, I get a soda, we sit down, and I, um, I flop that first, uh, post it note down in front of her. And while she's reading that, you know, um, I was just a dork with a weird hat on, she looks up and I'm wearing the hat, the same hat from that day, a big, goofy, uh, beach kind of hat that flips up in the front, kind of like what, uh, Gilligan wore in, uh, What's that movie about the island? Uh gosh. Ah, uh, it'll come to me. But anyway, so she sees that. And as soon as uh she hates me in hats and she's banned me from hats. Uh so as soon as uh the joke was made, I put it back in the in the bag that I had pulled it out of secretly. And um and we talked a bit about how we met and how this girl, Shannon, that, that I knew that she was hanging out with. And I was able, I saw this girl who was so cute and I knew I needed to talk to her. So I talked to Shannon and, and used Shannon to get to this girl who turned out to be Jennifer. um, And I, I, you know, just gave kind of recreate, not recreated, but while we were sitting there, just went through some of the high and that that's kind of what I'm doing is I'm the whole thing was picking up, And and pointing out some of the highlights of between meeting her for the first time to the point of us falling in love. That's that's what flooded my mind when I woke up is is these these key points. So we're sitting at McDonald's. We're going through the story. Basically that I just saw her up there. Talked to Shannon. Got to know this girl. And, um, my, I was actually with my sister and her friends and I had, uh, waited in line separately from them for my order. I'd waited with Shannon and Jennifer. And so I was just sitting down to eat and they were ready to go. And I'm like, holy crap, you know, cause, uh, there was this cute girl I had just gotten to know and she was pretty dang peppy. She was a happy thing. Um, but then the, then the, the happy little peppy thing says, well, I have a license. Yeah, I'll get. I'll give you a ride home, and uh, the girls were more than happy to leave me there because I hated them anyway. And uh, so on the way home, she uh, just about kills us. She pulled, literally pulled onto an off ramp, and you know, I don't know how good of a Christian I was back then, but I was a great one when she pulled onto that <laughs> that off ramp. I'm calling on Jesus, baby. But uh, we we eventually get home. There's a statement that she made on the way uh, to drop me off. And and I had written that statement down on a piece of paper, uh, my Post-it note. And I slapped it down in front of her. And I said, I remember that first night meeting you, da-da-da-da. But I remember you said something. And it was this. And on that paper, you're just going to have to forgive me because... I, uh, y- you, you sensitive eared, those of you who are sensitive eared, uh, of eared. Yeah. Cause that makes sense. Have long ago turned off this channel. Um, but I'm going to reference the F bomb. Okay. Cause that's the way she said it back then. Cause she was a hurting young lady. The statement was that she made that night, um, men dot 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 you know ellipse 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 uh men they f you and then they leave you that was her opinion on the way uh girls are treated by men and and more than that it was a statement of her her own value as a person and uh i told her i said this is the theme this is the theme of the of the whole thing, and she's just dang that—that's kind of depressing. And I said, "No, no, 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 hold on. A theme doesn't necessarily mean it's true." I said, "In a movie, the theme is stated, but it is either proved or disproved." I mean, you take a movie like uh, an easy one is Guardians of the Galaxy. There is a theme of uh, heroism. Is he? Or no, no, no. That's uh, that's Deadpool. Um, the theme is, is he an honorable man? And, and you'll, if you watch it again and you look for those keywords, you'll see him throughout the entire thing is he becomes an honorable man by being sacrificial and not looking out for number one. Um, that theme that he is not an honorable man is proven to be wrong by, but because of the life changes in him. So I told her, you know, are, are, are sometimes wrong, and, and I'm gonna go ahead and spoil it for you, Jen. Is I'm proving this wrong today. So we finished up the coffee and the drinks, and um, she didn't know anything, she doesn't know anything. You know where we're going next because I told you if you remember. So we rode out to a uh, a fish place, seafood place, and she's real picky about her seafood because we grew up, um, well, half her life and my whole life, we grew up. On the East Coast, there between Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, Southeast Georgia, and so seafood is plentiful. We have we have shrimp festivals and and uh, rock shrimp festivals, and I don't know, all of them revolve around crustaceans, and uh, it's a big deal. It's easy to get to. It's always fresh. So when we move to the mid- Midwest, she doesn't want to go to any place. Um, she wants to go to one of them places where they fly it in and it's never frozen. And, um, I don't know how that works. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully they're alive in the, in their little tanks in their little Nemo tanks, talking and talking to each other and trying to find their siblings or whatever. And then they, they murderize them once they're in the restaurant rather than a bunch of dead fish flying. You know, I don't know. I don't know how it works. I would imagine they'd probably kill them and put them on ice, even though they don't freeze them, simply because of the amount of water it would take to create a giant um, aquarium. Even though my first idea of the aquarium with the guys floating in it does seem a lot—it's uh, a lot more fun. So let's just go with that. But anyway, point being, we sit down in this uh, in this nice restaurant. You want to know how I found it? I'll tell you. Tell you a little tip, a little secret. Part of my whole journey, uh, 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 our little odyssey, if you will, um, revolved around getting to a beach. And this is the Midwest. This is Missouri. And there was a lake in in what they call Cray core or Crev I don't even know. The locals know how to say it. And I found this lake and I saw on uh, Google images and maps and blah, 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 that they had a beach. And though it wasn't authentic or real, we, uh, I, I hit that spot. And then I started looking for restaurants on the route between my house and that place. And I found this restaurant, knew nothing about it. Matter of fact, when we were at McDonald's, I go in the bathroom and I do something I never did. I I panicked because I'm like, what if this place is so fancy that we, we can't even get in because we're not wearing the right pants or something, you know? And, and I started panic again. Cause I'm like, what if they're only, um, you know, invitation, invitation, not invitation only, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> when you have a reservation, there you go. Those two words are stored in the same spot in my brain, apparently. So I call, I do something I never did. And I called while I was peeing, um, in a stall and, um, don't be jealous ladies it's it's really simple and easy and and uh and sterile because you have a peeing hand and then you know you you have the hand that never gets involved um so i i call and i ask the questions hey can you know I, i'd like to make a reservation i didn't even ask i just said it just trying to be confident i need a reservation when 20 minutes from now she's like for how many I said two And, uh, she's like, okay, very good. And then I had to break out of my cool guy facade and say, um, do you guys have a dress code? (laughs) And she's like, well, we, people would say we are a business casual establishment, but people come in shorts and other things. Sometimes it just, you know, it's fine with us. And I'm like, okay, well. We're, we're totally biz fry today, which uh, means business casual Friday, and I don't know why I said that, but um, I said, so we're good, we're good, we'll see you there in 20 minutes. So that was done. I washed my hand, just the one, safe soap and water, and it's sterile, um, and then I uh, I went out and picked her up, and we started going down to the seafood restaurant, so. Okay, let's get to the point. We're sitting down at the seafood restaurant. It turns out to be super nice. It's two thirty in the afternoon. No one's there. We got the whole place. I felt like a gangster. You know how they're always—they got like a whole wing of the restaurant where nobody else is at. We were those people. And uh, our waitress was amazing. She was so nice. And once we would ordered and and put our uh, put our order in, and you know had our drinks and stuff, sitting down there. Um she, she's just, you know, she's happy, but she's not like she was when we went to McDonald's. When we went to McDonald's, she got it, but we were at the seafood restaurant. She wasn't getting it. And what she wasn't getting was that this was a recreation of our first real sit down dinner date. And so when she came back from the restroom, I said, you realize why we're here, right? And she's like, what? And I says, this is a recreation of our first dinner date at Burrell Creek. It's a little skivvy little, you know, but the nicest uh, seafood place that we had in our tiny little town um, that overlooked the water and all I said, it's, "It's that it's one of those. And she's like, oh. and I'm so glad I said something. Cause <laughs> what I did next would make no sense at all. And I said, um, I got my next post-it note out, ready to slap it down there in front of her. Um, And I said, I wanted to bring you here because I wanted to tell you what that date meant to me. And I slap it down and it says, on August 8th, I began to fall in love with who you were. um, With the type of person you are. That's what it was, specifically. The type of person that you were. Because we met at a McDonald's and we ended up talking forever. Uh, we, we had an eight hour phone conversation one time, just talking about everything, politics, religion, um, just the way of the world talking about relationships. And, um, both of us had been through some really bad ones and actually were partially in a couple at the point. Um, and uh, we had talked a lot. But we hadn't been out. And, and was still kind of a, like each other. I, I think the kids today call it talking. You know, that, that we're talking. We're not going together. We're talking. So that's what we were kind of in that phase. But on my birthday, on August 8th, she decided she wanted to take me uh, to Brow Creek. And so she did. And um, I, I, I had talked to her a lot. But I had not spent, you know, a lot of time with her. And... I mean like immediately I was smitten with her because she shows up in a in a cute nineties dress with a lot of ruffles and stuff because that's what you did back in uh, ninety would have been ninety three? No, ninety two. Ninety two. Wow. Um so she's sitting there and she has no makeup on. None. And she's cute as a bug, doesn't need it. I loved that. Because I've always hate hated is a strong word, but I've always um, I've always not been crazy about when you meet a person and they just they're only beautiful because they have tons of makeup on, um. So that uh, that was an attractive thing to me. The other deal, uh, is that she was not afraid to eat in front of me. That's another thing that I I couldn't stand about most girls that I hung out with is they're just too, oh, I can't eat because, you know, I'm so dainty. And if I eat anything, I'll immediately, you know, blow up or I don't know what I don't know what the deal is. But you're not you're not supposed to eat in front of boys for some reason. Maybe that's changed. And I hope so. I hope women's liberation has has freed uh, girls from that. I don't know. So i love that she didn't play games you know she wasn't silly for for silliness sake and she didn't play ditzy or anything like that the game you know the games that girls play when they're some of them you know um and then she ends up spilling half of her meal in her lap and um specifically salad if she hears this she's, she's gonna correct me so I'll, I'll go ahead and say it was just a bit of a salad and it kind of put a little stain on the dress and instead of getting just horrified and embarrassed and all, she laughs it off, you know? And and I just love that. And so I, I shared that with her right there at the table, that that was literally when I started to fall for you as a human being, you know, like your ways, just what was coming out of your b- life. And uh, needless to say, that that, that worked very good. She she liked that. So, um So we have dinner, a great dinner. I had swordfish for the first time. Fancy schmancy. Won't be going there very often, though. Um, So we go straight from there, and we're heading toward the next stop, which is the beach. And on the way... uh, Yeah, yeah, to the beach. So we get to the beach. Finally, we have to find it. And we walk out on this beach, and it turns out it's not sand. Um, it's not even gravel. It, it literally looks like somebody chopped up some driveways and sidewalks and mixed it all together in, in a rock tumbler for about an hour and then spread it out. Just like, we need to dump it somewhere. Let's do it down there at the, at the lake, and we'll call it a day. It's Cravecore it's Beach. And uh, so we walk out there, and she had worn sensible shoes because I had asked her to. I said, we're going to do a little walking. We go out there to the edge of the water and we got, you know, I got my arm around her kind of standing behind her um, with my head over her shoulder because she's so short and cute. And I pull out my next card ready to go. My next post-it note. I said, years ago, you and I were sitting on a beach, absolutely nothing like this one (laughs) in Florida. And I leaned over to you and whispered this. And I put down the card in front of her and it says I think I'm falling in love with you and she's like I remember that and and I said yeah and and what did you do she's like I hugged you and I'm like exactly and that's that was you know that was the moment that I that I was starting to fall in love with you for real like just totally wanting to be with you and so we walked around the lake and we talked we talked about our beach memories and you know just just early dating memories and and by the way I got to mention this between all these stops I'm taking constant requests from her from uh fr- from those period time periods of the late 80s early 90s of some of her favorite songs so we're playing uh you know uh was it uh the dance by Garth Brooks which is a great song uh but we're also playing some AC or uh, not ACDC. Uh, what is it? You know, um, <laughs> I don't know. They they had a baby on the cover of the CD with a fish hook and a dollar or something. Um, anyway, it was really good. It was really fun. So we were at the beach, and I had said this, and we'd walked, and um, we're heading back to the truck, and and it kind of occurred to me on the fly. I said, I I just want to let you know something. that th- that that statement on that card. It's kind of a lie. She's like, what? And I said, yeah, because I secretly had already fallen in love with you. But, you know, you got to test the waters first. And so when you can't just be sitting there looking at a beach and like, oh, that kid's got a beach ball. And by the way, I love you. It doesn't work that way. Not at that point in the relationship anyway. So. I said, I was just testing the waters. And when I got that hug, I knew that that that, that was good. That was a good thing. Wasn't a freaky thing. Scary thing. Wasn't too soon. Um, and later that night, you know, I'd said it for real and and heard it in return. And it, it was just a wonderful memory. So um, we get in the truck. And we're headed. She doesn't know this, but we're headed to the coffee shop. And uh, I call my mom. And she immediately goes into panic. What are you doing? Why? why? I said, don't you remember that that I I brought you home for the first time, and and met met my mom. My mom's a little crazy. Okay, she she uh she just is. I'll leave it at that. And and uh, luckily for my wife's sake, the for the first time in American history, my mom did not answer the phone when I called her, and it went to voicemail. And so I got to leave a message. I said, hey mom, we're just driving around. We're kind of reliving some stuff from our early days in our relationship and and this is about the point where I brought her home and I you know you uh, we, we walked her past you um, and then you said something and I went, I just wanted to remember know if you remembered what you said because I do and uh, and I went on to finish the story and and hung up the phone and the story is this. When I brought my wife or my girlfriend home um I I have to I have to preempt it with this my wife has always looked about 5 to 8 years younger than she really is um and at 16 she looked about 13 um didn't act it obviously and and that's not why I was attracted to her <laughs> I just realized Nah, I just totally messed up that that scene in McDonald's. Like, she's ah, that cute thirteen-year-old, but I knew I knew it. Anyway, she was friends with the girl, and they were the same age. I knew it. Anyway, so I bring her in, and I'm thinking I'm going to introduce her to my mom, but my mom just looks straight ahead, and so we walked through the living room right past her and into the kitchen, and my mom yells from the kitchen or from the living room. She says kind of young, ain't she? <sighs> and that was pretty much the only thing she said to her for, uh, at least a year is, you know, uh, she wasn't real favorable toward those who might steal, um, her, her firstborn son. Um, so I, that's the message i left on the phone. And, um, so <laughs> that disaster averted, uh, we go to the, uh, coffee shop and, well, I ordered a latte, and I don't even drink coffee. But I was like, "I'm on. I'm on. We're gonna be cool today. I'm gonna be cool. I'm gonna be a, a cool coffee drinking guy." So we get our. She she does americano, and I found out a lot about coffee because a frappuccino is just coffee with milk, steamed milk. And her weird drink is what is it? Uh, espresso um, with water. So I don't know, man, doesn't sound good to me. But uh, anyway, we're sitting there and um, I flopped down. Uh, Oh, wait, wait, wait. I told her, I said, all the cards have numbers on them. So I I need you to get them out, get them in order. And she does one, two, three, four, five, six. And she, she kind of sets them down. And I said, today has been about the theme. And I had her open up to the second card, which said the uh, the phrase that I had mentioned earlier, um, that men, dot dot dot, they f you, and they leave you or dump you. I think is the word. And I slapped down a new card on top of that that said, or okay, let me repeat it. Uh, hers her the card she had had that quote, but then it had dash Jen underneath, you know, attributing the quote to her. So mine, I slapped down and it said, I will never use you. And I will never leave you. And then the little dash and James attributing to me. So we disproved the theme. Um, and then for comedy's sake, I had her flip back to the first page about the hat And I slapped down another quote that said, no hats dash Jen, you know, because she, she, she will tell you that she thought I was a dork wearing that goofy hat back then. And, uh, it was kind of funny that recently I'd been banned from wearing hats. So, um, okay. Now it's time for my little, the little box that I had that I told you about earlier. I crack it open. And I said, "Sweetheart, you used to write me the sweetest little love notes when you were sixteen and seventeen. You would decorate them. You'd put little ducks and fish and hearts, and you know, uh, and sweet little messages." And I said, "And and we're gonna do that today, both of us. We're gonna." And, and I pull out um, some paper I'd folded in half and cut into a heart shape. Uh, I brought four just in case we messed up the first one. And there's colored pencils and regular pencils, and there that my daughter helped me pack up. And I said we're gonna instead of love notes though, so we're gonna, cause I, I yeah I, I at the beach I had said something alluded to that the important part for me of a relationship is the way it begins, and and ours had begun so well it was just such a natural thing, especially for us who had both. Um, had bad relationships, had soured, good relationships, and were looking to, honestly, just to line our life up with the teachings and the ways of, of Christ. Um, we we were both really not there, and and we both, though, saw where the future was leading us, and we didn't want to be there. I mean, we're from a small town and everybody got pregnant, you know, young. It's just, it's just what happened. We didn't want that. We didn't want to repeat. Uh, we didn't want to be typical, I guess. And we knew we were headed that way. So I said, we're not going to write, um, love notes to each other. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna write, I guess, new vows. Like we're gonna, we're gonna put down because I said about it was about beginnings and relationships are also about how they end, and I said I want my relationship with you to end when I pass away. No other, no other time. Only when one of us is gone. Um, and I think since we had such a great beginning, we can have that that great end. And it really doesn't matter that much what happens in between the ups, the downs, the 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 sad parts and the happy parts, as long as we get where we need to go. Yeah, you know, I, I've said it before on the show. It's kind of like going to Disney World. Everybody fights in the car, and when are we going to get there? And I got to pee, and she's on my side of the line in the back seat. Blah blah blah. But once you get there, nobody ever thinks about the trip. They're, they're at Disney World. It's there. It's awesome. The, it's a great thing. Nobody ever stops and says, let's talk about that trip. It's forgotten. And and I kind of believe that about the end of my life and the end of our relationship is that all the struggles and the trials and the issues that, that come up in marriage, in life, um, they, they hurt at the time. But when you meet your goal when you get there whether it's heaven or whether it is um, the end of of a of a healthy relationship you don't think about the trip you 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 look at what you've accomplished and what is ahead so I said with that we're not going to write love notes we are going to write but I guess vows is the best word for it. It sounds um, chintzy or, or, you know, like we were renewing vows or something. But I said, you know, since we're looking at the future, let's write now that we're, we're old, we're in our 40s. Um, we're not, you know, 18 and or no, 19 and 23 anymore. Let's write what we would write today, you know. Uh, about how uh, the commitments that we want to make to each other in our relationships. And uh, so we did that and she was real nervous about it at first, but she said, once she started writing, she just couldn't stop. And we decorated and she starts to hand me hers. I said, no, 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 no. Um, we're not done yet. We got one more stop. And that was the secret stop that I didn't tell you about. So, we drove to um, a huge chapel. I think it's called St. Francis Basilica or something like that. And usually the doors are open, but it worked out better that they were locked up for the day because we sat in the main archway uh, on the steps and we pull out our, our commitments. And um, she starts to give me mine. I said, No, 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 no. You don't, uh, you, you read your own vows. And, um, and so I said, who wants to go first? And she said, I will. And, and she just shared straight from her heart about, you know, just, it, it was like enhancements on the things that we already hold so dear. And, um, and I did the same thing and read mine. I wish I could share them with you, but you know, it's private and I can't let everybody know all my business. But needless to say, there were tears, and there was hugging, and there was a prayer, and then there was some making out, which personally was my favorite part, not going to lie. And then I started feeling like we were being watched, and sure enough, opened my eyes, look across the street, and two old Asian ladies are sitting there, probably wishing, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's terrible. I was going to say, probably wishing they were involved, but that, that led to places that I didn't intend for that to go. Um, I What I meant to say was they were old, so they were probably wishing for days gone by like they were involved in a relationship, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry it got weird. Uh, okay. So then I said, we're done now. Now we're done. And man, the high that she was on and and the love that we shared, it it was basically she got to hear the story behind the story that she had probably never even heard. um, And I'd never even thought to tell her. And um, it was it was the best anniversary ever. And the only bad part about it is I will never be able to outdo that. Um, So next year, I'm thinking about just straight up jumping in a volcano or something. Just to prove my love, you know, that kind of deal. You know, that kind of deal. Because people do that. Um, All right, so that's the end of story one. And we are 40 minutes into it. So the second story is about how horrible I am as a dad. Okay, so this was yesterday. Uh, My daughter was going to youth. And so um, she got a ride there with her friend. Um, She has her key. She has her phone. And I have a counseling meeting. And I told her, you're going to have to help me out with with this because you got to remember some dates and times. I mean, sometimes she was going to be done at 8 o'clock. My counseling session was from 6 to 7. I was going to have to take my son, so I was going to take him to dinner, and then we would get home about the same time. So working it all out because it's going to be dark. Daughter doesn't like to come home or doesn't like being alone at night, which is understandable. And uh, I don't like being alone at night either, if you know what I mean. Um, (laughs) So retarded. Uh, (laughs) If you know what I mean. Uh, Okay, so um, mistakes were made, as they say. Things did not go according to plan because the mom comes home or comes to pick up uh, my daughter and her friend um, from youth at 730. So a whole half hour earlier than was planned. And then drops her off at the house and then leaves, which is a faux pas. You do not leave until your kid or the kid is inside because a series of unfortunate happenings happened. First of all, she realized she didn't have her key like she thought she did. And then she realized her phone was out of batteries, so she didn't know the time. She didn't know nothing. She didn't couldn't call anybody. She couldn't get into the house. Um, and we live in the city, and it it can get scary. It wasn't dark yet, but um, I'll just fast forward uh, to the point that Jay and I got home. I'd been texting her, you know, saying, "Hey, we're gonna be a little late." Um, if that's cool, Jane, I want to stop by and look at something at a store. And, uh, and we did that and, and we got home about eight forty, and it had started to get really dark. So we pull in the, uh, detached garage and my daughter's face and hands are just glued to the window because, or the door window. Cause she, I didn't know it until I opened it, but she had been locked out and alone. For an hour and a half. She didn't even know that though, until she came in and looked at the clock and she kind of fell apart again, but she was in full panic mode. She's laying on my, on my shoulder and, uh, I'm feeling like a total, total crap face, you know? I mean, feeling terrible. My son was feeling terrible. He, he broke down because he thought it was his fault because we went to dinner and then, you know, we, he wanted to, look at some stuff at uh, Vintage Stock. And um, so then I started to hear the story. I mean, I'm feeling terrible already, but she had gone down to our good friend's house that, that lives about a block away. She had gone in because they often leave their front door unlocked when they're home. And, uh, you know, the lights were out and nobody was there. And she, she was afraid, a little bit afraid to be in there. So she came back home and, and she's trying to uh, stick stuff into the key slot to see if she can get it to work. She's uh, I just she she started making plans once it started getting dark. When she started to panic, because um, she just kind of started assuming we weren't going to come home. And she says, "You know what?" She told me I was going to sleep on the trampoline that night, and if I needed to go to the bathroom, I, I had that taken care of. She says, I was worried about if I was thirsty, but there's a water hose, you know, outside. And she says, for breakfast, I figured I would just go back to Nanny and Papa's and, and eat there. And I'm like feeling horrible. This firstborn daughter of mine with all her survival plans. And um, I, 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 I do feel terrible. But she took her share. Of, uh, well, she blames herself and, and honestly, rightly so, because I have told her a million times, have your phone charged. And I've, and, and her having a key is kind of a new thing. And, you know, granted, she's going to make mistakes and, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, I mean, we've had to punish her about not taking her phone and not keeping it charged. So it's a big deal. And I will guarantee you something right now that, that life, taught her something <laughs> that, that I never could. And that is going to be that, you know, she's going to be all about, uh, having that phone working and having her key with her from now on. And, and I hate like Hades that, that she was out there that long. Um, and I feel terrible, but she's, she claims anyway, that she's not going to be, uh, scarred for life because when I was holding her, I was like, I was pretending I was her as an old lady. let me, you know, kids gather around because I'm going to tell you the story of an evil man. He was my father and he, he locked me out of the house for an hour and a half in the dark in the city. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, it was something more like, you know, grandma, tell us the story of the evil man. You know, she, she claims we're good. Everything's fine. And, uh, what, what what we're going to do, um, because I don't want to just get on to her. I want to show her that I cared, and I want to show her that I want to be proactive. And so I said, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to buy you a battery backup, and you're going to keep that thing in your bag. And I said, I'm going to buy you a charging cable and a plug-in, and you're going to carry that thing around in your bag and never take it out. And I said, I'm going to hide a key out in the backyard. So if you know me and you know my backyard, now you know you can get into my house. And the uh, security code is 1234. So there you go. Um so there there you go. Uh, like I said, the the, the title of the show is complete. Uh you know, great a fa- great husband, terrible father. Used to be the other way around. I mean, I was not a great husband, but man, I kicked butt at raising kids. Um, but I have, I have failed, and uh, so there you go. <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> I was hoping this would be therapeutic, but it just makes me feel worse because you know I'm reliving it. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? She. She was, it broke my heart so much because I asked her, how long have you been out here? And she's like, I don't know. And then she comes in the house and she looks up at the clock and she's like, it's an hour and a half. I'm like, ah, and it's just dark guys. Ah, oh, I'm such a bad dad, but lessons learned, you know, we're going to work it out. It'll be fine. I'm, I'm sure, uh, if I save up enough money, I can handle the psychiatrist that she's going to need once she moves out. Well, anyway guys that is today's episode I hope you enjoyed it I uh, love your feedback make sure you hit me up on Facebook um, James Kennison just search it there's 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 another guy but he's big white-haired and a doctor and I am none of those things except for the big part um, you can follow me on uh, Twitter I'm starting to try to do that again and Instagram um, you can get all that stuff at jameskennison.com. Um, or NLCast Network, uh, which is NLCast.com, and, or on the Gospel of Kennison website, which is GOKCast.com. Uh, again, thanks for listening. Thanks to our patrons that have uh, started to contribute to the ongoing uh, creation of the show. And I will see you guys next time right here on the GOK. Peace.